Welcome to Gavin Gilmore. I'm Jackie. And I'm Catherine. We're sisters, moms, and Gilmore Girls super fans. So get your tofurkey ready and join us for four Thanksgivings. Hi, everyone. Today we're doing a recap of a deep fried Korean Thanksgiving, which is season three, episode nine. Now, you know, we don't usually do recaps here. Mm. We're not a recap podcast. Mm -hmm. This is our first. Yeah. We're a deep dive, more thematic podcast, but Mm. tis the season, right? It's that time of year for Mm. Thanksgiving. People are thinking about it. It's, you know... Here, here in New England, it's chilly. You're putting yeah. our gloves on. It feels very Gilmore Girls outside right now. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, yeah, we figured this was a perfect time. Yeah, so part of why we love this episode and why we wanted to talk about it is because back in 2016, mm-hmm. when the revival came to air we decided to have a Gilmore Girls party yeah you did yeah (laughs) and we got all our our loved ones around who absolutely love the show Mm -hmm. we threw a big party and we decided to watch a bunch of episodes and this one was one of the ones right yeah and we had a ton of junk food we tried to do it up like Lorelai and Rory would so pizza Chinese of course we had way too much food but that's how you're supposed to do it right (laughs) And yeah, and so we've done it every year up until 2020 for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we we ended up watching this episode every year because we did it around Thanksgiving time. So it ended up must. becoming one of our favorite episodes. Totally. And your hubby dressed up like Luke, remember? He does. He dresses up like Luke. That's so cute. And he actually, you know, looks kind of like Luke and then serves yeah. coffee. It's really funny. Especially with, yeah, he has good scruff. He d- do you think he would let us post pictures to Instagram of him? Ooh. Let's ask him <laughs> or I'll just do it. Just kidding. We'll ask. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So this one is, it's just so festive. And so they do, right at the beginning of the episode, they do a cold open to the girls watching Grey Gardens. Now, I did not know a lot about this yeah. before. It's like little Edie and big Edie and they're yeah. singing. And I was kind of like, who are they? And they they mentioned, you know, these are Jackie Kennedy's relatives. Mm-hmm. So you knew a little bit more. So I had watched the revival with Drew Barrymore and found it pretty fascinating. I think it's very memorable. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting that they used it in Gilmore Girls. But if you think about it, it's so fascinating because both the mother and it's her daughter, right? Are both named yeah. Edith. Yeah. So it's big Edie, little Edie. Right. So if Just you think about it, Lorelai and Rory Lorelei. are both named Lorelai. Oh so, my gosh, you're right? blowing my mind. So I don't know why the Palladinos yeah. chose to use this movie yeah. for the opener, but that could be a part of it. I bet you're right. I bet you're right. And there's there's something in, I have my beloved Gilmore Girls companion book, and in that it says that Amy and Dan had a love of this documentary. Um, not sure why, not where, not sure exactly where they got that from, but apparently the Palladinos liked it, and they love to sprinkle in their own favorite pop mm-hmm. culture references, of course. Well, like Lorelai and Rory say, you know, the women are so free. They're kind of living life on their own terms. And we see that with Lorelai. So it it makes sense to a degree. Totally does. That's a cool opener. 
It is. And then we go to Suki at the end, who's just absolutely freaking out. <laughs> I love this scene. Because the Independence Inn is having Thanksgiving, but she's not going to be there. And she's worried about her staff doing it without her. We know she's kind of a control freak about food. Yeah. I mean, she's being very chefy. This is yeah. how all chefs are, right? Do you I watch mean, The Bear? Is that why you're I saying I just this? started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, aren't chefs like this? They're controlling, so. they're, yeah. you know, mastering their kitchen. And so I think it makes sense for her to be acting like this. It does. And when she goes into the trash, pulling out, <laughs> so the t- you know, <laughs> the tops of green vegetables. My question is why did she decide not to be at the inn for Thanksgiving? Why I did know. she decide to stay home for Thanksgiving? We don't right. really know. Right. Well, we'll get there when we talk about the Suki and Jackson Thanksgiving. Okay. But yeah, that's kind of a mystery. Mm. Not that's really a big sure. holiday. Yeah. And then Emily shows up <laughs> right behind Suki and surprises Lorelai. And of course, like Lorelai thinks she's playing a trick. Right. And so we have to note, this is all coming off of the Yale debacle. So if you haven't watched this season in a while, the previous episode is when Emily and Richard took the girls to Yale under the pretense of Richard just showing Rory around the campus. Right. And then he pulled this surprise interview on her mm-hmm. with a friend of his. So Lorelai's pissed about this. They haven't talked in weeks and Emily's trying to get them to commit for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Apparently Lorelai hasn't gone to the last few dinners and so that's it for Emily. She's not taking this anymore. They will be at Thanksgiving. No excuses. Totally. And what I found fascinating, though, is that she reminds Lorelai, I wasn't involved in what happened at Yale, and I want you there. Mm. This is as close as Emily comes to an apology, <laughs> probably ever, <laughs> so in true. her life with Lorelai. She can't say, I'm so sorry your father did that. It was right. wrong. No, she no. would never do that. No. Instead, she just says, I want you there. I wasn't involved. Right. Because she'll never say that Richard did something wrong. No. So, yeah. She's yeah. going to stand by him first. That's for right. Lorelai, for <laughs> so sure. Everyone, just put yourselves back together and let's eat Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And okay. so many Stalin references. Yeah. Throughout Lore- the series. Throughout the series. Yeah, Lorelai says, true. like, oh, hi, Joseph Stalin, when she's messing around with Suki. And this is not the first time she's compared Emily no. to Joseph Stalin. And I feel no. like Stalin comes up several times. Yep. And the Russians and yeah, yeah. I'm trying to place this at the time this was written, but yeah, yeah, I'm not a history buff. It makes me wonder. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then we head over to Chilton, and I'm mm. so glad that we get a little bit of our Chilton friends with Paris, Madeline, and Louise. Even though this is mostly a Stars Hollow focused episode, right? It's mostly about the town. It's mostly about the girls and what they're doing. So I just, I love that we have a little bit of them because I have to tell you, Jack, this is probably one of my like top five favorite scenes of the show or like the top five that make me laugh. Yeah. And like top with Madeline and Louise for sure. Oh, yes. So Madeline (laughs) gets this look on her face. She's kind of like guilty, but sweet at the same time and says, that was so distracting. I don't know why. Everything she said sounded dirty. I love the way she says it. <laughs> Shelly Cole's delivery is it's so cute. Premium. Like innocent. It and is. Sweet. Also, it's so it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving break, yeah. probably, right? Yeah. Which at that time when you're in yeah. school, you just like want to get out and of there. And you're a senior. Yeah. 
you really want to just get out of school. You want to be on break. You're really not focused. Totally. And then they start talking about college applications, <laughs> right. which is supremely stressful. Yes. And it's a foreshadowing of what's going to come later in the episode. Yeah, I think so. I think it sets us up for that. Yeah. And I'm going to come back to the scene when we talk about the Gilmores, because there were some really mm-hmm. relevant things that Madeline and Paris were saying mm-hmm. about applications yes. that we're going to come back to. But yeah, I love... Louise's line also, yeah, and the Golgi bodies, is it me or is that majorly pornographic? Totally Louise. <laughs> it just makes me think back to <laughs> high school biology and I crack up. And then we swing back over to Kirk. Now we're back in Stars Hollow. We are hitting everyone in this episode. They do so much. So much content. So we find out that Kirk has bought a cat. Yeah. We see him coming out of the store with all kinds of cat stuff. Yeah. And he has named the cat Kirk. Because obviously, <laughs> Cat Kirk. But it's not confusing at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and it just gives Kirk a fun little storyline for the episode and something fun to kind of laugh about. It's a yeah. little bit of comedy for this episode. Yeah, it is. I know. It's funny that they come back to it like three, at least three or four times <laughs> they do. throughout the episode. And part of me was like, do we need this much about Cat Kirk? But you're right. It's the comic relief yeah, throughout the episode. I agree. I, I think it gets a little intense for yeah. me, but it's yeah. cute. Like the bat when they're talking about what happened in the bathtub. Yes. Yeah, it's a little much. But yeah. okay. All right. We can laugh. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Sean Gunn always brings us a few laughs he here. Does. Um, and then they realize that they're going to have four Thanksgivings. They're mm-hmm. about to tell Luke, sorry, we can't come. Mm. And he looks hurt. Yeah. So like, oh my gosh, Luke's actually going to miss us. Mm-hmm. They really pick up on that quickly too, which is cool. They did. They did. I like that they do that. So Lorelai kind of switches things around, mm-hmm. pretends that she switched things around yep. and, so that they can be there. Yeah. They didn't yeah. realize how much he cared. Yeah. And we'll talk sweet. about that more later too. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. And then like Rory is grappling with her new relationship mm-hmm. with Jess yep. and specifically with PDA. Yeah. Because they kiss in the street, and she's like, wait, it's too soon. We can't do that here. Mm-hmm. You know, and he says, she says, it's not right to flaunt it in front of Dosies, which of course means in front of right. Dean. And what he says there is, but I want to flaunt it. And I can't help but notice the similarities with season five after, so we're jumping ahead. Right. But um, when... You know, after the Dean and Lindsay debacle, Dean and Rory give it another shot. Uh And he is now saying the same thing to Rory. Hey, I don't want to flaunt this. Yeah. I guess this is what happens in a small town. Yeah. When you walk around on the street smooching, you have to be aware Mm -hmm. of who you're smooching in front of. And they know everyone's watching. Yeah. I mean, I guess I appreciate that Rory is trying to be aware of what's going on and Dean's feelings. Right. I think it's sweet. Consider it. Mm-hmm. It is. And Jess obviously doesn't care. He wants to move no. this relationship forward. Totally. And I think it's funny that Lorelai has to remind Rory that Dean's going to be moving on too. Yes. And you see yep. this look on Rory's face like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even think of that. Yes. And she recovers. And she of goes, course oh, he will. Of course. Yeah. But Alexis, I, I thought her acting was good there. It was she good. really showed all the emotions on her face of not realizing that he wouldn't forever be pining for her. She does. I agree with that, yeah. So wait, it's still Wednesday. 
um, do we yeah. now move into the next think so. Thanksgiving and they're walking around the street yeah, collecting presents them. for everyone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we're seeing so many characters again touching yeah. on so many of these. Dean again. True. So Lorelai runs into him at Dosie's. Yes. And now um, Lorelai is wearing the most amazing camel coat. Mm, I think I have a similar one and I'm thinking, is it because of that? Probably. Like, is that in my head and that's why I bought that coat? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think I'm very heavily influenced more so by Lorelai than I realize in my life. I know. For a while yeah. I was looking for a pink winter coat like hers. Yes. I didn't find one though. Oh, all right. We gotta, we gotta look for that. Yeah. And you know, so what do you think of this conversation that Lorelai and Dean have in the grocery store where she basically says to him, I know that you broke up with my daughter, but you and I can still be okay with each other because we're going to see each other around town. It's a small town. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of feelings about this. Yeah. What do you think? I actually think it was very mature of Lorelai to do this because she's sensing that Dean wants to avoid her. And he's a kid. Like, What does he know about how to interact with adults? He probably feels all the shame and he's not sure why. And so I think it was, I think it was mature of her when Lorelai's not always mature um, why do people think that she's like betraying Rory by doing this? I feel exactly the same way you do. Okay. And from what I've heard, people think that they have a quote weird relationship. So it's crossing oh, some gosh. boundary. Okay. I've heard this before and yeah. I think it's ridiculous. They've tried to create sexual tension yes. between not only Lorelai and Dean, but I think between Lorelai and Jess, no. because like, Milo Ventimiglia is not that much younger than Lauren Graham when you add it up. I think he's closer in age to her than to Alexis Bledel. Oh, okay. Which is kind of funny. That is funny. But no, no, no. I think that's ridiculous. No, I also thought it was mature. In this relationship, she is the adult, even though she's really not that much older than the Mm -hmm. kids are, but she's still acting mature. And she doesn't, as we know from her sevenness on the Enneagram, she doesn't want to walk around her town and be uncomfortable with anyone. So true. So she's saying, let's be cool. Great. Done. Let's be cool. Yeah. So we can just have a pleasant interaction Mm -hmm. when we see each other. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Totally. And then they're collecting presents for everyone that they're going to see that day. Yeah. And we're going to eat, and eat, and eat, and eat, and eat. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> I always use that. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the okay. four Thanksgiving. Okay. Take it away with the first. Okay. So the first one they go to is the Kim's house. And I kind of see this as the cultural Thanksgiving, yeah. if we're defining all of them in some way. Um, and I did a little research on this. And so this mm. is actually the first time that we see Mrs. Kim host a party. Mm. And we're actually going to see the Kims host many more parties, um, weddings. And, you know, throughout the series, she hosts, you know, Lane's wedding, a cousin's wedding, and um, the Chinese New Year, Yes, I oh, I love that one. So um, these are really some of my favorite Mrs. Kim moments because I think this is when we get to see her personality showcase. Totally. Because we know, you know, that Mrs. Kim is tough um, as a mom, as a businesswoman. She has these strict set of rules that, that yeah. she follows yeah. and she expects her daughter to follow in life. Yep. But I think what's really funny is that none of that changes when it comes to hosting a party. No. So for most of us, when we host a party... We welcome people into our home. We want them to be happy and comfortable and at ease. Yeah. But this is not the case with Mrs. Kim. No, no, no. (laughs) She wants people to abide by her rules. But to her credit, she sets out the rules. So they do know what the rules are when they enter the home. Oh, yeah. 
It's like if you break it, you buy, you buy it. Fifteen percent off for cousins or something like that, right? And like ten percent for aunts and uncles. I think I got that wrong, but close along those lines. Yeah. she's laying out all of the rules. Love that, and they know what's up. So, in some ways, I feel like she actually doesn't want people at ease in her <laughs> home, and she just wants no. them to primarily to follow the rules. Well, yeah, and to behave. Right. That's like number one. Yeah. And I actually noticed if you look closely at the setup, um, the arrangement of how she put the chairs and the table. So typically at Thanksgiving, you think about eating around a communal table. Right. But she has it set up where the chairs are in line facing the front of the room. And at the front of the room, there's a table with all the food on it. Yeah. And it almost reminded me of church. Like the the food is the altar (laughs) with the Yes. <laughs> and then everyone's staring at the food. Right. And so the, it doesn't really encourage socialization and, no. and conversation. And everyone's sitting with food in their lap. It's just funny. It's very funny. It's kind of, it's like sitting at school or yeah. at a presentation or yeah. it's like very corporate, yes. very, <laughs> I don't know, kind of patriarchal. And I would actually, yeah. so I draw a line between Mrs. Kim's hosting and Emily. In, the, in their structure. So yeah. uh, Emily also has a clear set of guidelines and rules. Mm-hmm. You know, she has cocktail hour and mm-hmm. you can have a certain number of drinks before dinner. Dinner's at a certain time. Right. There's a dress code. And you can't take your cocktails to the dinner table. That's right. There are so many <laughs> rules. Uh, the difference, I think, is Emily does want people to be happy and comfortable in her home. However, yeah. <laughs> if they don't follow the rules in Emily's home... She will judge them behind their back. Oh, like for she sure. She won't say it to their face. Yes. But Mrs. Kim will. So if right. someone breaks the rules in her home, she's going to just yell at them. Absolutely. Whereas Emily will say something once they're out of earshot. Very good point. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't think Emily actually wants people to be she comfortable. Don't. No, I think she wants to give the appearance of that. Yes. That she wants to appear a gracious yeah. host. Mm-hmm. Who has done all the right things right. and checked all the boxes. I don't think she really wants people to be comfortable. Be a little on edge. No. Because then she can like kick them. It's all about control for her. Because then she can kick them out when she needs to. Right. By just saying something that's like super polite on mm. its face. Without being mean. Mm-hmm. You know she uses the etiquette as we've talked about right. in the past to her advantage. That's true. So I'd they, rather have Mrs. Kim, yeah, just being just like, okay, this is face. the deal, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Kim, I think, has a better excuse, almost, because it's not just her home. It's her place of business, exactly, as you alluded to. Like, yes. This is where she sells the furniture. Right. So, so she actually has a lot of tables. So they could have right. sat at tables. <laughs> we do have a lot of tables. <laughs> but she doesn't trust these kids at her, the no. tables she wants to sell. Nope. These antique tables. Right. Get away from my tables, kids. You get the chair and that is it and then leave. <laughs> so funny. So my oh, favorite part of this Thanksgiving, my number one favorite part, as yeah. we mentioned in the opener, is tofurkey. Mm. <laughs> so I'll say here, yes. I am a vegetarian, pescatarian. Yeah. You know, I do eat fish, but this is you know been for 10 plus years so at thanksgiving i bring some kind of a vegetarian roast you sure do (laughs) and let me tell you there are good ones out there i'm not sure if i've had tofurkey roast yeah i can't remember the brands now but um they are really good and they make me happy roast or something like that yeah uh-huh 
Yeah. And they're they not a sponsor, them. but maybe we I should know, ask hey. them to be. <laughs> or yeah. turkey, you're all good and you make my Thanksgiving lovely. Thank know, you. Right? <laughs> I'm a vegetarian too, so I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you guys should try it. So the tofurkey is really funny because it horrifies yes. Lorelai. She doesn't know what it is. <laughs> like the, the concept of tofu must just be extremely upsetting. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, can I tell you my favorite part of yeah. the Kim's Thanksgiving? Uh-huh. Dave Rogalski. Girl, that's my number two. Well, he's my number one. I'm sorry I put Tofurky over Dave Rogalski. I love Rogalski. him. That's okay. That can be your favorite. This is my favorite. <laughs> I love him. I know. I mean, I think we can all agree that Dave shines in this episode. He and does. You know what I think it is? It's because this is where we see him and it all in, you know, yes. for Lane. Because he's yes. doing whatever it takes to date her. Exactly. And he is showing it here. He is. And and we see this, like, we might get the, to this at the end, but Lane, he's totally into all the conspiracy with her. You know, like the putting up the fake poster and all the, yep. you know, spy stuff mm-hmm. they have to do behind of, the scenes. And Lane groundwork. is very skeptical because remember, it didn't go so well with Henry. Yes. So she's When they nervous. had to, like, ride around the block for the basket thing. Yes. And... Henry was like, this is just a little too much for me. Yep. Whereas Dave, he doesn't mind it. He doesn't mind the subterfuge. Is that the word? Yeah, that was good, girl. Okay, thanks. (laughs) I'm a little tired from being awake a lot last night with those (laughs) thunderstorms. So I wasn't sure if I had the right word. Um, Dave doesn't mind it and he embraces it. And and he's like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to date you, Lane Kim. This is essentially what he's showing that day. I really think that's when he gets into our hearts. And we know that he's there playing for five hours I without know, a break. Without a break. And that he starts Getting playing calluses. a Bowie song. That <laughs> was my favorite. And that's my other favorite part because <sighs> we think he can just kind of strum it and Mrs. Kim's not going to notice. Oh, no. Oh, no. She's going to notice. She notices. She stares right at him. And he has to get back into his hymn. <laughs> <laughs> like he wasn't really playing Bowie. <laughs> it's so charming. So good. Because at the end, remember... He also, so Nirvana covered that song too. Yes. And I, the unplugged version is so good. Yes. Um, and he says at the end, like, I've got these cool Kurt Cobain calluses. Yes, he does. So like they kind of brought it all full circle. Yeah, I thought that know, was awesome. Like his Nirvana moment. Mm-hmm. And he gets paid 20 bucks for all of that. He doesn't <laughs> even care. I know. Because ultimately he gets lame. I know. So he should have at least $40. I mean, 20 rough. Even back for then. hours. Yeah. He doesn't care. And that's why we love him. I know. And my third favorite part of this Thanksgiving is Lorelai's sevenness. So what Mm. I mean by that is her sevenness from the Enneagram. If you all remember in episode six, we talked about Lorelai on the Enneagram. Yeah. Love that one. So go back and listen if you haven't listened to that. Mm -hmm. But Lorelai is a seven in our opinion. And what I love is when she walks in with Rory, she just moves through this Kim home with ease. We talked about this is a different culture where, you know, she doesn't necessarily know everyone. It seems that she remembers people from last year and she is just throwing out people's names with Oh yeah. oh yeah hello hello so and so she's unfazed by the unfamiliar food yep by all these people that aren't her family yep and um she's completely comfortable totally. it's so Lorelai it is I love I do love that and it's a nice way to show how far they go back together even mm-hmm. though 
Lorelai and Mrs. Kim are never really best friends. They have this deep history together. They do. I agree with you. I love how she walks into the room. They always connect with their momness. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's it. And we'll come back to the, to that a little bit later. But ultimately, um, when we see this Thanksgiving, the Kim's Thanksgiving later is when Dave and Lean have their first kiss. They do. So that's just ah. a great way to wrap up. <laughs> it's the cutest. And Lane's reaction is adorable. Bible kiss Bible. <laughs> so then we move from there to Suki and Jackson's house. And I I'm love, already laughing. I know. It's so funny. It's so they've got everybody outside in front, which is kind of cool. It gives you this feeling of like an ideal New England Thanksgiving, even though it you know it's usually pretty cold here in Connecticut. We yeah. don't usually sit outside, although we did we, in 2020. We yeah. sat outside on your deck. We remember? got lucky that year. Yeah, it was kind of balmy. We were able to sit outside. Yeah. So but typically, yeah, and like Suki cold. has her her blanket and she's kind of cozied mm. up. It, it feels like you just want to sit on that picnic bench with her. Doesn't I it? absolutely do. <laughs> And have whatever she's having. Mm. But yeah, we were kind of wondering why are Suki and Jackson hosting? Like, how did that come about? Because she is a chef, Mm -hmm. as we mentioned at the beginning. So um, was I feel like this was maybe Jackson's thing that he really wanted to host. We get the feeling this is mostly his family and friends. Does seem that way. And he wanted to take control of the turkey. So this is like Suki is giving up control left and right of food. So this is hard, a hard moment for her. Giving up control in her home and at the inn. No wonder she gets plastered. <laughs> she needs every single margarita because this is hard for her. Yeah. And so Jackson says he's going to deep fry the turkey. And I feel like in the early 2000s, this was still kind of a new thing. Definitely. Right. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. And a lot goes into that, I think. Uh, scientifically I don't know you've uh-huh. got to get the vat and the oil and yeah. you have to be careful you do so you yeah. point it in the yard take it seriously probably smart he does have a whole face mask and everything that's smart he does he yeah. looks prepared he's a yeah. farmer he's, a, he's no joke yeah. he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. yep but yeah Rory's kind of like deep frying a turkey hmm interesting oh. like so this was a new fad at the time yeah Probably delicious. People weren't deep frying every single thing in sight right. at that moment. Suki's very against it and lists all very the foods it. where it's okay. She does. And this is not okay. In true chef form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's, and then the interesting part is mm. like the crowd again, I think is supposed to be Jackson's family. Yeah. Suki says something about he's shamelessly catering to his demographic when he pulls out the turkey and they do the countdown. Yeah. Jax's family is definitely written a particular way through the series and yeah. time and time again they they come to visit we meet his brother and they do definitely portrayed a certain way like yes kind of blue collar yeah rural and definitely they, and then they mention like monster trucks they do Thunderdome Thunder. yeah yeah they're trying to give them a certain mm. I feel like they're this close to just saying they're backwoods or something which yes. is probably a term we no one uses anymore exactly that's like what they wanted to portray them yes. as like people out in the front yard drinking yeah drunk being wild right lighting the yard on fire everyone's like in jeans kind of casual no one came dressed up yep mm-hmm Okay, and the funniest person in this scene for me that I did not know for like several times of watching it is 
You didn't watch Breaking Bad, did you? No. No. <laughs> so if y'all are listening, Badger from Breaking Bad is in this scene. He's one of Jesse's friends. And I'm sorry, I can't he's respond. He's like, you know, he's he deals drugs with him, but he's he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's kind of, I don't know, almost like a little bit ditzy on the show. He's kind of out of it, but he's a good friend to Jesse. And he has a very specific voice. So... Anyway, when I saw him in this episode, I was like, oh, my God, it's Badger. <laughs> and this is where Suki's comedy really shines, mm-hmm. especially when they come back to her later. Totally. We'll talk about, but oh, yeah, she is. This is where you knew she was going to be a star. Exactly. So then we move on from here. Yeah, And we don't see them the eat diner. any food, though. That really bugs me we because don't. I want to know what food Suki has because mm. it's got to be amazing. Do you think she made all the sides? I do. She had to keep herself busy yeah, somehow. I really do. And keep her brain yeah. occupied from yeah. what was go- like the potential disaster. Yes. So I want to yeah, know we're what the food was. They, they ate because we don't see them leave. We right. just see them show up at the diner. Right, right. But yeah, would have right. been cool to see her sides. Yes. Okay, so now they're at the diner. And we call this one the Chosen Family Thanksgiving. Yeah. I love this one. So this, I think this is the shortest segment of mm-hmm. the four. Um, yeah. And if you're just kind of not really paying close attention it might seem like it's just sort of funny three main things are happening here with um kirk and his cat and then the overanalyzed kiss between jess and rory that everyone's paying attention to um but then there's a more subtle storyline too of luke caring about eating thanksgiving dinner with lorelei and rory which we alluded to earlier and it comes up again yeah so I think that's important to pay attention to, or you could kind of miss it. And I think the other thing with this segment, I would argue, is that this is ultimately why Lorelai settles in Stars Hollow all those years ago. I think there's an element of caring here where those are her people that she's chosen Mm -hmm. and they're paying attention to each other. Mm -hmm. They're caring about the fact that that Kirk's cat is scratching him and they're paying attention to Rory, even if it's sort of in a weird, you know, (laughs) judgmental way. But I think in their own way, um, they all have this care and concern for each other. And And like really knowing who each other is as opposed to when she's with her family. And it feels like a lot of pressure to be somebody that she's not. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. I like and, that, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> and here is where, again, um, Luke says, you know, no big deal if you're too full to eat. Just have mm-hmm. some Coke or something. And Lorelai picks up on it again and yes. says, no way. You're the main event, <laughs> my friend. Which we hear again later. Yes. You're the main event. She's making everyone feel better. <laughs> yep. Feel okay. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, and I think we talked about Luke earlier in another episode being more reclusive, not having a lot of friends and family around. Yeah. I think it's so sweet that he really wants to share Thanksgiving with Lorelai and Rory. It is. And here he has his little family, Jess, it is, and Jess. Lorelai, and Rory. Yeah, it's cute. That's like who he's got. Yeah, so it's, it's true. Sweet. I like that you call it chosen family because yeah, it really is. And it is. Kind of, yeah, a big reason why she settled, settled in Stars Hollow. Yeah. I agree with you. And of course, we have some jokes going on, the flowers and the vase. Yeah. And yeah, like we said, the PDA between Jess and yeah. Rory, which is You got to give it a little something. Bad bet. <laughs> Always delivering. I wish I could imitate her voice even better than that. That it was, was pretty interesting, good. though, too. I, I like, you know, Luke's comment about 
should we give thanks? And they're mm-hmm. like, why? Mm-hmm. No. And he says, well, that we're not Native Americans who got their land stolen in exchange for smallpo- smallpox infested blankets. Luke's always keeping like, it real. Here, here. Yeah, he keeps it real. Yeah. And it shows this level of awareness. Mm-hmm. I think like on behalf of the show, but on behalf of Luke too, mm-hmm. that like, okay, they're doing this Thanksgiving episode and everybody's having fun and eating a lot, but like, you know, they're aware too that the the story behind Thanksgiving isn't exactly what we've learned in third grade. Yep. But then we contrast this, Jackie, with the revival. Yeah. Where Luke becomes kind of no, what's the word? Yeah, I have issues with this. Yeah. Almost like out of tune, out of touch. Yes. Like it's as if he's clueless all of a sudden. Clueless. Like, no, 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 no. That, is that the was word. not the like Luke was pretty sharp about certain things. He was. Not always about emotional intelligence, but about More other like things. World events. The show. Yeah. The environment. Yeah, like he knew what was going on. History. Yeah. And kept it real. Even though he hadn't watched a lot of movies. Right. <laughs> It does feel like he loses all that in the revi- in the yeah, revival. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a shame. I don't know why they changed that. No, either. So are we leaving okay. now? We're leaving our it's cute just... chosen family where everyone's paying attention to each other. And we're heading to Hartford. <laughs> Doesn't so... she call it the Cold War or something? <laughs> what? It's does more like Russia? Yeah, the Cold War. Oh, she says something when they're in. standing outside oh, the house. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So they show up at... Emily and Richard's house. Okay, and this is my favorite. This is one of the best scenes. Again, this this episode is so chock full of great moments. And Laura Lorelai goes, "Here, I'll be Lorelai. You be Emily." Okay. She goes, "Oh wow, it's a piano player. That's Brad. I found him at Nordstrom. Was he on sale? I thought a little background music would add a nice touch. He knows every song written. Freebird." <laughs> of course, such a good Obviously. one. Obviously, yeah. So everything is like. Fancy here. The atmosphere is completely different than anything else we've seen throughout the day. Kind of like theaterish. It really is a very theaterish. Sarah, everything's ceremonial. Ceremonial. Um, I feel like Richard and Emily created this Thanksgiving just because they're supposed to. Okay. Not because they have a deep desire to be with their family or to give thanks. It's just. Because they should. You're supposed to. Right. Because why did they invite the Parisians? Yeah. I have no idea. Know. It's so, yeah. So we have like this couple from town, you know, prob- from Hartford. Right. <laughs> I'm going to call the Anisons yeah. because one of them is Jennifer Anison's <laughs> father in real life. And then the Parisians. And it's like no one really knows each other. They're bringing yeah. together this group of randos that aren't friends. Yeah, so that's, that's like true. kind of strange off the bat. And then the privilege is just oozing to me <laughs> in this scene when the they ask the the French folks, is this your first American Thanksgiving? They're like, yeah. And then the Anistons are like, it's, it's about giving thanks. You know, there's a lot to be grateful for in this country. It's like, let's be clear. This was the fall of 2002. So this is a year after September 11th. Oh. We've got like George Bush creating this war on terror. Okay. You know, like chaos, like in the Middle East, like trying to, it was just, it was not oh, really a great okay. time. I'm glad you placed us. In our country? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, like yeah. I was still in college, so I was 
you know, slightly in this, like before everyone mm-hmm. had Twitter on their phones. So right. like I was slightly oblivious to things going on in the country, but yeah, but still, like, you still know, Absolutely. I mean, we knew the after effects of September 11th, of course. And yeah. so it, it just feels like, what oh, are you talking okay. about? Because then when they bring out the Turkey, they have all this help, right? They have all these workers there. They've got all these people bringing in the turkey, carrying the knife, playing piano, the maids, the housekeepers, like all these people who aren't with their families. Yes. This is the Do first Richard time. and Emily give a crap? Yeah. That's the no. first time I noticed this in preparation for this episode, that they have three people come out with the turkey. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, and you know that's not everyone working in right. the house that day. Mm-hmm. They've got all these grand gestures, yeah. and oh, there's so much to be thankful for. Right. And it just feels like BS. To yeah. Me. <laughs> yes, thankful for all of our money and wealth yeah. and privilege. <laughs> right? Pretty much. So <laughs> then, I mean, everything kind of moves toward the big blow up right. from here at dinner. Where it comes out that Rory has applied to other schools other than Harvard. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's this really emotional moment. Everybody gets heated and fired up. And it's kind of fascinating because we've talked about this a little bit in previous episodes. But, um, you know, did, did Lorelai really think that Rory could only apply to Harvard? Yeah. Um that just shows a lack of knowledge. But what's more important than that even is that Rory hid it from Lorelai. Yeah. She didn't tell her that she applied mm-hmm. to other schools. I know. I try to figure that out in this moment. Why did she hide it? I But I think we can see why. Yeah. Lorelai blows up. But then I'm thinking, okay, but does Lorelai blow up because of where she found out? So That's is it because it. they're in front of the Gilmore's? that she blows up if she found out in their home would that have been a different conversation yeah absolutely it would have been different but we started thinking about past conversations where Lorelai lost her cool or didn't yeah and it's sort of unpredictable it is and this is sort of a big moment in in Rory's life senior year applying Mm -hmm. to college and we see this very similarly when Rory tells a couple seasons later mm-hmm. when Rory tells Lorelai that she's going to drop out of Yale. Right. Lorelai tries to convince her, but then her emotions yeah. spike pretty quickly yeah. through the roof and she can't even really like bring it down yeah. just to check in with like, where is Rory? Why is she feeling this way? Like what's going on in her life? Right. It becomes a little bit more about Lorelai. It does. It's almost like and when she doesn't, she feels. yeah. Like when she doesn't know what to do in that moment and she has that loss of control, she just leaves. And that does also feel very seven, very seven. in the Enneagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where we have the same situation here. Yeah. She gets up and runs from the table. It's so immature and inappropriate. So immature. But it's also that I feel like Lorelai drives it to that place. Oh, yeah. She had so many opportunities to stop it from moving to that place where she had to get up and throw her napkin. I know. And run from the table. She could have just said, can we talk about this at home? Yes. Yeah. But she had to push her and say, like, what kinds of places did you apply to? And I know those people were pushing her as well. The they guests were. were questioning. They kept pushing. For sure. It's so weird that the guests who were grandparents 
would yes. know what Chilton would expect. Yes. The Anisons. More, yeah. More <laughs> than said, Lorelai. Yes. But like not that shocking considering she never really wanted to be that involved with Chilton. No. We know she doesn't read the newsletter. No. We know she doesn't want to go to parent events. Right. They probably had, you know, college night, come and learn about the application process. Yeah. For parents. Lorelai didn't go. So what I think about in this situation putting myself in Rory's shoes is I can't imagine being a senior in college and having to hide what I was doing from my parents I mean like we have friends who maybe didn't have a lot of support in the application process like built in they kind of navigated on their own and I give people so much credit for doing that yeah but to have to hide it yeah from a supposedly supportive parent right. is a whole different ball game. Right. And I think another episode in the future, Rory says that Lorelai didn't put her on the conveyor belt. When yeah. They're at she that does when her alumni's Bruce, house. Bruce Springsteen's, Bruce Springsteen's house. <laughs> but if you think about it in Darren. this way, it feels like Lorelai had her on her own conveyor belt. Yeah, she kind of did. And You're we don't right. know who it was driven by initially. And it, feels like Rory knows that Lorelai can't hold space for her to make any changes in her life. Yes. It becomes a big blow up. And that's hard. That's a hard space for her to be in. It is. And even hearing Rory say those words at dinner, well, I'm pretty much counting on Harvard. It's almost embarrassing because I feel like she knows that's not true deep down. Yeah. And that she's saying that for the benefit of her mother. Totally. It's embarrassing. Like, I don't know anyone who would say that. I'm pretty much counting on Harvard. It's absolutely come embarrassing on. and no, ridiculous. Not. You can't. So this is where I want to come back to why I think that Chilton scene was so important. Mm. Not just for the Golgi bodies and the endoplasmic reticulum, but because when they're talking about what they're going to do on break, Madeline is like, Ugh, I have so many more applications to do. Safety schools, backups. She, and then Paris says the word backups too. Like I had my applications and my backups in weeks ago. That's right. So they both say the term backups as as it's this like everyday part of their lexicon. Yeah. It's a normal thing mm-hmm. for seniors to be talking about backups. Yeah. So you would think then if it was so familiar to them mm-hmm. that Rory would, would be talking about backups at home too and that Lorelai would know that word. True. And she doesn't know that word. So this shows the severity level that she has to hide. Yeah. What she's doing from Lorelai. Yeah. And this is completely separate from the the fact that, yes, we know her backups are ridiculous. <laughs> Princeton, Yale, and wherever else, Sarah Lawrence. Those are not backups. We know this. Those are Ivy League schools. And she should have applied to an actual backup. And maybe she um, did. She didn't get to finish her list, really. That's true. In the moment. I'm trying not to hysterically laugh into the <laughs> over yeah. those backups. Right. But yeah. It's absurd. Unrealistic. So the whole thing is sad. It is. Yes, it is. And when you see Lorelai outside after she leaves the table and then Emily runs right after her mm-hmm. and Lorelai says, I'm just, I just need a minute. I just have mm-hmm. to digest this. And it's like yeah. painful to watch her struggle so much it just is. to get her head around the fact that her daughter applied to more than one college. I know. And it's like, oh. it's almost mat- not just mature, but it's almost like self-aware of Lorelai to say, I just need a minute True. to digest this. 
she doesn't always do that that's true rather than just like emotionally aware but at the same time i know what you're saying rather than like just pick another fight with her mother or something like that yeah she's asking for space true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right so they leave hartford and then they head back to stars hollow we kind of revisit everybody at this point but um we obviously love the the lean and dave kiss and then probably the funniest part is suki being toasted How many words can we come up with for, drunk? <laughs> for how drunk she is? <laughs> Kathy, you're good at this. So many. <laughs> it's like boggle. <laughs> yeah. She, it, she, I love she goes, I've already gone through the five stages of grief. Denial. <laughs> anger. I don't remember these two, but they were served on the rocks with salt. <laughs> and the kick. And do you notice when Rory laughs when she kicks? Yes. It feels like an authentic laugh. It does. It does. Melissa McCarthy's... Like, physical comedy is coming out here and just how brilliant she is as an actress i love it i'm just happily in scotch in in scotch ensconced in acceptance love it so good and then we come back to rory seeing jess and gives him quite the kiss as if she's like over the PDA. Right. She's ready. Of course, it is nighttime now. It is nighttime. It's been oh, a full day. That helps. And it's dark out, you know, like oh, less, less eyes. True, true. And then Jess and Dean have this encounter. I love how Dean is just like standing there, you right? know, when the kiss is uh, done. Dark. Yeah. What was he doing? Dark and tall. Like, why were you there? He was, I think, leaving Dosies. Oh, he was still at Dosies I, all I was day. About that too. Yeah, the timing doesn't make sense. No, he would have been there for like twelve hours. Yeah, I don't think Dosies would Dosies would have stayed open. No, that late, but yeah, it's for okay, it's for dramatic effect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they get into it. It's yeah. like another Dean Jess interaction. I actually kind of like this. Is probably an unpopular opinion, but I like that Dean is becoming a little bit more angry here not Mm -hmm. angry just kind of like confident in his you know like whatever I'm not Mm. gonna bow down to the two of you anymore Mm. I'm not gonna be the nice guy Mm -hmm. you know he deserves to kind of be there at this moment he does although I find his speech a little weird because when he says this is my town I find that funny because he's lived there about a year or something and Jess has been there about, I don't know, four months right? or this something. Isn't it's really like, your town. Yeah, Dean. you're not really a lifelonger. No. You still live in Chicago. You guys aren't that different. Yeah. New Yorker, Chicago. I don't right. Know. It's like okay. setting him up for They're his, making- like, I don't know, Rory pining. And, and they really want him to be throughout the rest of the series, like this blue collar worker. They really do. You know, not going to college, all that kind of right. stuff. Right. They want him to be towny. They want him to be towny. Yeah. So that's the beginning of that. Because I think, is that where he says, aren't you going to make farmer reference or a yeah. farmer joke? Yeah. So yeah, that's the beginning of that change in his character. So if you had to go to one of these, which one would you, which Thanksgiving would oh, you go to? Suki, come on. <laughs> Best food, margaritas. Totally. And a fire Sitting on the lawn. Like, like come on. It like is. an actual fire on the lawn. That's yes. funny. I'll hang out with you too. I'll come. <laughs> Let's do it. Right. Those are some pretty awesome Thanksgivings. So before we wrap up, how about you got Totsied? This is where we like to talk about how Gilmore Girls <laughs> showed up in our lives. So how did it show up for you, Jack? It never fails to show up. This one's kind of a, a small one, but my husband, for some reason, mentioned an arboretum. <gasps> and I don't know if my daughter knew what it was. And she said, 
is that like trees? And I just thought it was so funny. And it reminded me of when Emily is trying to get yes. tricks to go to the Arboretum. Yes. And she seems so offended by that. And I think she, she says does. something like, I don't need to see a bunch of trees. Yeah. Or so- and she says something know. like, I'm not a bee or something. <laughs> I'm not a bee. Yes. I don't see the need to spend all day with plants. I'm yes. not a bee. Yeah, yeah like that. our freedoms can be beautiful, but that's funny. Hey, they're not for tricks. How about you? No. <laughs> yeah, I had. So we went away recently and I feel like I had a bunch pop up, <laughs> but we um, we went up to Storyland in New Hampshire. If people don't know it, it's like this amusement park for kids way up in the White Mountains. Mm. So fun. Mm-hmm. Really cute. And I feel like I had so many moments, but one of them was we're walking through the entrance area and they had these kind of life I don't not life-size dinosaurs but at least like seven feet tall Mm. dinosaurs cool and they're friendly though they're (laughs) you know they've got their hands up like they're purple and green and one of them so my daughter looks up and she goes Luke because it had their (laughs) names on the front and then I look more carefully it was cursive writing and I was like it actually says Duke. No. No. Yeah. Oh, It was my really gosh. funny because remember when Jason yeah. mixes them up, like, oh, let's go to Duke's for coffee. That's, and then they start calling Luke Duke. That's hilarious. It was so weird. And then, okay, Jackie, it got weirder. I'm showing, by, <laughs> by the way, I'm showing her pictures as we talk. That's funny. The di- look at the dinosaur that was right next to them. Can you see this? It was a green, no. friendly dinosaur. And guess what her name was? It says Rory. Rory. Are you kidding me? Rory and Duke hanging out next to each other at Storyland. Okay, there's got to be a fan there. It's like this weird Gilmore moment. There has to be a fan. I don't know. I don't know. So that was my Wow. Yeah. It just doesn't leave us ever. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I think we have time for one more quick one. Okay. My other Tatsy moment mm-hmm. was when we get home from a vacation... My husband is just like Rory. He unpacks immediately. Immediately. And I feel like Lorelai. Remember when they got home from Europe and she's like, wait, you're going back to the real world already? And that's always me. Like, wait, you're unpacking already? That means I'm going to be unpacked longer than you. You know, like, just give it a minute. He's like throwing laundry in and... I was having such a Lorelai moment. Yeah, you want to extend it. I know. I've kind yeah. of adapted to his way of doing it now, yeah. though. And, like, it does. It is good. Right, it makes sure. sense. Yeah. You need a happy but medium. If I, if this were Gilmore Girls, I would not find the Yale letter no, you telling would not. me I need to move yeah, in. Yeah, something's going to be missing. But he would. Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, well, thank you all for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed our first recap episode. Yeah. Did you love this episode? If you enjoy Gabby Gilmore, we would love if you'd be so kind as to leave us a five-star review. It truly helps us reach more Stars Hollow super fans, and it would mean so much to us. And of course, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. See you next time. Copper boom. Mm-hmm.